can I get you to put a sign up? Like, can we do some guerrilla marketing down at uh, Manly? <laughs> as long as I don't get arrested. I just want to see just – no, you won't. You won't. But we need to set a challenge of, of a freedom – we need a freedom ocean sign. James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to episode 56 of eh, the world's best internet marketing podcast. I'm <laughs> Tim Bo- Reed. Going right, right up there. there. Going right <laughs> yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I mean, challenge us, please, anyone. James Shramko and, and here as well. Right co-host. over there, Shramko. Yeah. Sydney, Australia. Sunny, How are you, mate? Surfy, Sydney, Australia. Going well, thank you. And uh, you're coming to visit soon, are you? Yep, up there, up there next week. Very excited. Bring a hat. Bring a hat and sunscreen. Oh, the sun never sits up there, does it? Doesn't it? Does it? Doesn't it? What's the right grammar there? Uh, well, I think, you know, if, if you take the alcohol out of the equation, no, you, you, um, the sun does come up every day. I see it. And uh, do. it, it does go down. It's down at the moment. It's nighttime. We're nighttime recording. I'm pretty excited, mate. As I said just before we hit record, um, I got a video uh, texted to me by a mate who was at a crowd, a crowded house, a Counting Crows concert in Melbourne uh, a few nights ago. Two of my favourite bands in the world, Counting Crows and Crowded House. Um, I didn't know Counting Crows were playing. I then get onto Google to find that they're playing at the Opera House in Sydney next week. And guess who got the last two tickets? Bam! Boom! Oh, nice score. Excited. Yeah. Yeah, very excited. Uh, we should flick on, you know, I should record you in the pre-call call one day because the uh, stuff you tell me in that one is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's two different Timbos, James, you know. <laughs> like, there's the skinny one who goes to the gym and yep. and uh, yeah, <laughs> there's the one that eats Easter eggs just prior oh, to recording for the sugar rush. And then another mate texted me last <laughs> night. Another mate texted me last night who sends me a photo of me 12 months ago uh, at, at this event that I went to him with and, um, wow, what a wake-up call. 30, 30 kilograms later, we've been through, we've had the whole weight loss chat, so I don't want to bore listeners with it, but um, it was kind of scary seeing a photo of myself 12 months ago. Just looked I, – I, I used the I, – I texted him back. I said, I look swollen. <laughs> You know, I'll bring this back to a web context. It, we, you know, uh, with websites, we make little changes here and there. Yeah. For example, freedomotion.com is now, uh, I think, on a different server. It's had a skin update, which you never mentioned a word about, just quietly. Oh, it's, um, darling. Yeah, but if you were to go back and look at the time machine or whatever from a year ago, it would have looked quite yeah. different. Uh, so yeah. we don't notice it sometimes when we're seeing it all the time, like little babies that grow up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's funny that you should do that because thinking about topics for today's episode, <laughs> I was actually thinking because I'm going through this stage at the moment where I'm kind of I think I'm going to hit another bit of a, a bit of a big blogging kind of period in my life, and I just notice stuff all through my day that is unrelated to marketing, and I challenge myself to draw a marketing analogy alongside it. Like you've just done that with, you know, I've gone down the, I sort of, I was on accounting crows, then a kind of weight loss kind of discussion, and you've just pulled it back into um, comparing it to the Freedom, the new Freedom Ocean website. 
So um, that was one of the topics I was going to – oh, that was the game I was talking about before we hit record. Oh, really? Gonna, oh, I, lo- I yeah, like yeah, that so game. Like- Let's do that game. <laughs> okay, so the game is – you have to identify just a standard everyday life experience you've had in the last few days, and we've both got to draw a marketing slash business learning from it. Does that make sense? Oh, that it sounds pretty easy. Yeah, I reckon it will be. So, um, okay, today I'll start. Okay, I'll bounce the ball in Aussie rules right. parlance. Really. If I mentioned any sporting analogy, it would mean nothing nothing to to you. In New South Wales. Because all you know is about starring in films like Muriel's Wedding and (laughs) stuff, you know. You're quite the prima donna these days, mate. Oh, come on. on. I didn't appreciate the email. I didn't appreciate the email from you asking for just red M&Ms in the green room before the show started. (laughs) That's... That is a total fabrication. Oh, well, actually, you're, you're true. Is, they were white is, M&Ms, red roses. <laughs> this is, listener, this is nonsense. Go back to it. What did you do other than make up stories? I today? had a incredibly delicious souvlaki for lunch. Right. It had all the good yep. gear in it, very trim lamb, lettuce, tomato, tzatziki in a kind of nice, rappy, softy, rappy thing. And it was very good, made by John and Mary at my local milk bar. Nice. Mm. Where's the learning there? Well, have you been to that milk bar before? I go there often. Right. So I just equate that to like repeat visits to a website because you know what you're going to get. It's consistent. Mm-hmm. It's good quality. You know you've come to expect a certain standard from from that place. And they're using menu items that familiar, even to someone who's never been there before for the first time when they visit there, they they know what they're going to get roughly because the label is Mm -hmm. widely recognized. So that's like using usability convention on your site, using words like subscribe or get my feed or whatever, using the same sort of words and colors that you might see on other websites to help people understand what they're going to get and get that consistency and then they're likely to keep coming back if they have a good first-time experience. Familiarity, consistency. What you don't know is that I ring Mary at the milk bar. Our overseas guests, listeners are going to wonder what a milk bar is. Google it. And I say, this is how the conversation goes. Hi, Mary. It's Tim. How are you, Tim? She's Lebanese. I can't do a Lebanese accent. How are you, Tim? Good, thanks, Mary. I'm hungry. Ten minutes. Thanks, Mary. Bye. That's it. The usual. Absolutely. She knows. Lamb so soup, no onion. And so what I love about that is just you feel part of the family. So imagine imagine having a business where you had clients that felt part of the family. That's powerful stuff right there. Yeah, you feel special and remembered. It's like when you get a repeat commenter on your site and you you know them, you know their name. I just had Andre Chaperon just commented on my website, mm-hmm. and I know Andre. I've seen, I've met him, I've shared a meal with him, I bought his products, he's got my products. Mm-hmm. We uh, liaise online on Facebook, and then he comments on my blog. He's like a regular, and you know we're mates, so we appreciate that sort of community feel. Give me a life experience that you've had in the last few days, okay, that uh, we can draw a business learning from. Well, I went down to the beach today and. Went for a swim in the surf. <laughs> Was it the freedom ocean? Absolutely. It's totally the freedom ocean. In yeah. fact, it's hard not to 
to feel the freedom. It's a weekday. It's a regular weekday here. I'm down at the beach. There's not many people there. I'm swimming between the flags. So I'm giving you a massive clue here. Yep. And it was it was nice. That, I love that. And and the big learning for me, uh, it, you've taken me right to one of my favourite kind of phrases in the at the present moment, which is this concept of leaning in. And if you're a surfer or a skater, you know the feeling of leaning in because when you lean into a wave or when you lean into a turn, you've got you, you've let go and you have got complete trust in what it is you're doing. And when you and with that trust, you get traction, you get grip. So. Did you feel that today on a wave? Oh, I, I was definitely catching the best waves of the day. <laughs> like you were leaning in, no doubt of it. I, and I'm getting practice because I go every day now. And yep, I you know, there's sometimes there's tourists. What they do, they get off the ferry, they come down the Corso and come straight now, out. Careful, careful! I, I'm going to be one of those tourists. Oh, no, well, this I'm going to give you a life saving <laughs> tip here. This fascinates yeah. me. They yeah. come on the ferry from wherever, usually way out west, inland. They get on the ferry, they go to Manly, they walk straight off the ferry, straight down the Corso, boom, to the surf, and they go into the water right there. And all day long, uh, this is an announcement for those of you uh, who are uh, in the water near the Corso. Please be aware there's a strong rip. You should only swim there if you're a very accomplished surf swimmer. Uh, you're better off to go to the left or to the right to swim between the flags. I mean, this is like every half an hour. Yeah. It's like the tourists from inland are not the best swimmers. They probably grew up in Israel or Hong Kong or somewhere where they just don't swim. So they're just getting pulled out of the water all day long. Another business lesson there, Jimmy, which is that going back. What, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same old thing and expecting a different yeah, different I mean, result. You know what? They they should put a campaign on the ferry and all down the corso, and at the end of the corso, to just walk fifty meters left or right where the flags are. In business, it's much better to swim between the flags. Yep. You've got professionals there to pull you out. They they're watching out for you. They keep the surf craft away, so you're not going to get mowed down or fin chopped, and. They're there to protect and serve you, and they've picked the best part of the beach mm -hmm. for you to swim mm -hmm. so that they – you know, it just makes sense to go with the grain in that case. Sometimes the obvious seems too obvious. Well, just 50 metres left or right, these people would be much safer and have a far better experience, so they should just survey the landscape first. Can I get you to put – given that you live on the ocean, can I get you to put a sign up? Like, can we do some guerrilla marketing? Down at uh, Manly. <laughs> as long as I don't get arrested. <laughs> I just want to see just – no, you won't. You won't. But we need to set a challenge of, of a freedom – we need a freedom ocean sign. Oh, gosh. You've, last challenge you made me put a schoolboy <clears throat> photo up from school. It's like you're, yeah, it's a bit weird. you know no bounds. No, no. Gee, I'm pushing them though, aren't I? So far <laughs> I've had you post a schoolboy photo. You've revealed um, my, my film history. You're like, yep, what, yep. so what's this sign got to say? Freedom Ocean. It's got a point to oh, okay. the ocean. And um, it's like Triple J used to – Triple J is kind of the alternative for overseas listeners, alternative kind of music station in Australia. And um, they, have a, they have a wonderful promo. I don't know if they still do it, but in my growing days, in my youthful days, they had a promotion called Beat the Drum because the Triple J logo is, is this kind of cool-looking red drum. And they ran a competition where you needed to send a photo in of the Triple J logo – in the craziest place you could think of, yeah, mm, I remember that. It sounds like a John. Uh, the, it sounds like the 
messages on hold. God. Oh yeah, yeah, it does. Um, John Hill, John, John, Kim Ilman. Yeah, Kim Ilman. Weren't you running some kind oh, of mate, competition on LinkedIn? Failed. Well, no, it did didn't it, fail. Did it belly it didn't flop? Belly flop. It was. <laughs> Well, what was the craziest place no, you found no. it? Did someone take a picture of their notepad on their so desk or something? People, what are we talking about is I interviewed this guy on Small Business Big Marketing Show where his name is Kim Ilman, and he's probably Australia's best guerrilla marketing. And what we mean by that is getting his logo for free in the most exposed places, like behind the goals at the football final or at the 200-metre final at the Sydney Olympics in 2000 when Cathy Freeman won. And he'd get his logo in the background. And anyway, so what I decided to do was run – well, actually, not run a competition. I put a call out for someone who wanted to be my guerrilla marketing guy or girl, and I'd print – I got the, the, the logos printed by a very kind printer Tom Dickinson from, I can't remember the company's name, from his from, from a printing company in Melbourne. He printed some banners for me, smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. And then this guy, local guy from my area, rang me and he says, yeah, I'll do it. I'll be your guerrilla marketing guy. And we were going to bomb, oh, it's a terrible turn of phrase, bomb the Melbourne Cup, you know, like, um, <laughs> you know, guerrilla marketing oh. bomb the Melbourne Cup, so to speak. And uh, red flag, red flag, yeah, yeah correct. Bomb, you're gonna get us in yeah, trouble. Well, they know what I mean. And um, so I had it all. He came round to my place, he picked up the banners. I recorded, I got a recording of last year's television coverage of the Melbourne Cup. We identified the best camera angles, everything. <laughs> this is and very scientific, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we go, okay, there's a really good shot, so you got to stand there and hold it up then. And, and he was going to be on the phone, and I was going to be on the phone. And mate, it was fully organized. Here we go, punchline. He pulled out that morning. Well, I'll, I'll try the freedom ocean thing. I know personal reasons. Okay, so what have we got today? This is fascinating, but Righto. we probably should do Righto. something awesome for the listener. <laughs> Well, there's got to be something in there already. Oh, yeah. Haven't no, we that was, well, that was, Haven't we finished? Well, that was a fun game. I can tell you right now, I'll tell you how good we are online, is the Freedom Ocean site's down. It's not down. It's it's here right now for me. Mate, you have the same internet as I do, and it is down. No, I have now. faster internet than you. I'm in a, I'm in yeah, a well, you have different faster internet. It doesn't, doesn't affect what sites are up or down. Yeah, well, the server's up, my site's loading. I think you've got a, a browser caching problem. Oh, we're back. If we were there Here the we whole are. time. Yeah, you probably were. You fascinate me, Timbo. You fascinate me. Really? Yeah. Really? It's good to know. At least someone does. Now, um, what we're going to do is we're going to have a couple of listener questions that have come through. One is from Andrew. One is from George. Yeah. Hi, James and Tim. It's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and the Photo Biz Exposed podcast, soon to be Australia's number one business podcast for wedding and portrait photographers. I've got to say, I totally love your show. I'm so glad, Tim, that you decided to stick around and keep it going. You guys have been the, the catalyst for a lot of the things that I do in my business and uh, I've only seen success because of it. So like I said, I'm totally wrapped that you guys are going to keep this going. So the reason for today's call is I've got a an SEO slash content marketing slash own the race course question that I'm hoping that you guys can help me out with. I've been recording a bunch of YouTube videos, just small photography tips, wedding photography tips in particular. But what I want to know is how I should be using those on my actual blog. So I want to bring obviously viewers back to my blog. I know that's the right thing to do. 
I've had the small videos transcribed and I have those uh, installed as captions, which is great. Um, so they can be searched by Google. But what I want to know is when I'm using those same videos on my blog for my viewers there, should I just be using the YouTube links or should I be uploading those same videos to my Amazon S3 account and installing them that way? So yeah, if you can let me know what the, the best way to do that is as far as SEO goes. Will I also get stung by Google if I have the same captions used on the on my website? Will I be caught out there for having duplicate content? Should I be writing an article to go along with each of those videos as well? Or are the videos okay just on their own? So I'm looking for, I guess, maximum SEO traction with um, with those little videos and uh, want to know the best way I can go about that. Any, uh, any light you can shed on that, guys, that would be awesome. Thank you. Bye. That's a question made for a video marketer just like you. So um, what's your top three uh, tips for Andrew? Top three tips are you grab your YouTube video and use that on your site, but just install a plugin called Lead Player, and that will let you play the YouTube video on your site, but you can rename the page title for that video so that it looks different. And you can also get rid of all the sponsored ads at the end. And you can pop up an opt-in at the end or halfway through the video. And when you want, when you've got a special webinar or an event, you can actually put a call to action at any point during the video just for a special occasion. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. And if you want to put it on multiple sites, then just rewrite the bullet points. That's what we do. Uh, so when we put a video on superfastbusiness.com, if it's a business video, we also put it on Silver Circle and Fast Web Formula. We take the same video, but we'll rename the video and we'll redo the bullets. There'll be completely different bullets on each site. So they're all original content. It's simply just uh, rewritten bullets. And then just promote like Facebook or, or bookmark the post or send your email list to them just to promote them a little bit more. But you'll get great SEO from that. You can leverage the social proof of having more views on that YouTube video on your YouTube channel. And it it can take a little while, but in my case, I'm just getting close to that 100,000 views mark. And at one point, there'll be enough views that if someone were to stumble over my channel, they might think that I'm reasonably impressive not yet but maybe when i reach a million views or something like that which should happen sort of in a snowball effect the more stuff i put out the faster the views count will go up okay cool interesting listening to this because i i can't add a lot to this conversation because i'm not into i'm not i wouldn't class myself as a video marketer i do the odd video but it kind of raises the question of at what point my view is you should master one form of content marketing before moving on to the next. I feel video for me is the next form, but for me, you know, I do love my podcasting and and my blogging, and that's kind of where I am, where I'm at at the moment. What do you reckon? When 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 should you move on to that next form? Because I, I just add to that while you think about your answer, James, is that I think too many small business owners jump into the next form of content marketing too quickly. You know, they've just nailed, they might have just kind of nailed podcasting and then they're off doing video or they're off doing blogging or they're off doing a forum or they're off. Oh, I think they get all excited about this, the whole idea of being busy doing stuff instead of having, you know, running their business and making mm. money. So I agree with you. 
I would say work with the medium that suits you the most. If you if you happen to be someone that really likes the video side of it, then it's not that hard to strip out the audio and turn that into a little podcast as well. And I do actually send you the stats, Timbo, of the podcast. And isn't it interesting that now my average sort of video that I put out every day or two is getting quite a lot of audio downloads per episode. And it only takes a mm. couple to add up to a power podcast show, you know, like a Freedom Ocean mm. or a Think Act Get. So I think um, in my case, I've got a very rapid video production process. So it's easy for me to do short videos, but I love the podcast. I love Freedom Ocean. Mm. I love my other podcast, Think Act Get. And I am enjoying doing the listener comments shows on Superfast Business where it's just audio and no video. So I think if I could only have one, I would be doing the podcasting. But if you feel that you could easily go to video without too much drama, then that's a pretty high power, high leverage uh, place to be putting your marketing investment. And so for most mm. people, it's going to come down where they'd rather make a video or write a long blog post. I don't sit down and craft epic 3,000-word blog posts. That, that is not me. I'm not a writer. I, I'm a, you I never talk. have. I'll do video. I dictate. I'm not going to sit down and type or write uh, longhand sales letters or blog posts at, at the moment. It's just not in my thing. Anything that's long for me is generally going to be a transcription. It's not long and James Schramko. It's hard to put those two words in the, in the same sentence. <laughs> so, so work with a medium. Work with a medium that is going to get the it, – it's, it's got to be something you can do repeatedly and feel passionate about even if you do one meaty blog post a week mm. or one mm. podcast a week or one video a week work with the medium that gets you excited and that that you feel passionate about excellent excellent way it couldn't have asked for a better segue uh andrew thank you for that question and that leads us questions into thanks for the questions questions yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah the 50 to 100 questions that you managed to get into that one and um that leads us right in to george's question here it is hey timbo uh james uh my name's george uh just listened to episode 55 of freedom motion uh loved loved your work um, question I have is for those that are wanting to start a new uh, podcast uh, similar to uh, Freedom Ocean and uh, have people come on uh, in an interview series, um, you mentioned that uh, to bring people on to create the value rather than be value suckers or sucking out the value, uh, just interested in some tips on how you can start to uh, provide value and get to get the traction of uh, your podcast or interview show um, out there to make it attractive to similarly speakers like yourselves. But um, just some tips. I have some in the back of my mind in terms of offering value uh, in the initial stages, but just would like to um, to hear hear your thoughts. Um, Hope this makes sense. Again, uh, loving the freedom motion, so keep up the good work, guys. Thanks. I think you've got to step up to the plate and be an authority these days uh, and you know, if this is interesting, there was a recent launch going on apparently about teaching people to become authorities and it said you don't have to – you could just be like Oprah and just interview people, fine, but Oprah is mm-hmm. super powerful and she's damn smart and she also is vocal and speaks up on stuff herself. So I think you've got to be yeah. – you've got to be a name and you've got to be an authority and have an opinion and put your opinion out there 
and then support it with interviews and, uh, and, you know, go a little bit broader and, and deeper with it, uh, around the topics you like. And that's pretty much how I've run most of my authority sites, uh, two in particular, Internet Marketing Speed and Superfast Business. They're both my sites and where I put the majority of the content, but I do have guests and interviews. And then the other type of ones that I've got are two guys talking, you and I and Ezra and I, and they are a different type of show mm-hmm. where we, in fact, I don't know if we've ever had an interview. Have we ever had an interview on Freedom Ocean in 56 episodes? Not one. And and I'm not really intending no, to do that with the other podcast no, because you and I are hilarious enough and smart mm. enough to make this show <laughs> all that it is. <laughs> no, seriously, oh, though. Good. No, but but you know what? I think if you if you on a serious note, I thought you were. When did you start? When did you crack the jar? No, no. <laughs> Come on, man. I I I think because we both have an interview format show elsewhere. Yeah, we don't need to do that here. No, I, I think one of the things um, that I'd say to George in in kind of form in kind of kind of coming to terms with this idea of having an opinion. You're going to launch a podcast. You're going to put yourself out there as an opinion leader, and that may or may not get traction. If it gets traction, it means you've got to stand for something. And and I, I, when I run, when I give a keynote around branding for small businesses, I have a slide that shows these two really mean-looking punks, right from the nineteen seventies, like real Johnny Rotten type. You know, you just you'd cross the street before you cross them. And the slide, the the words on the slide say, "Stand for something." And my point is with punks. You know what they stand for. It is unequivocal that they stand for rebellion, right? And it's crystal clear. It's black and white. And when you build a brand, whether it be a personal brand or a business brand, you too have to stand for something. And it's hard to stand for something if you're just interviewing people. You can. You can. Like you could have a show on photography and stand for for photography, but I think until you introduce your own views, your own opinions, your own tips and tricks, I think that's when you go back to that concept of leaning in and getting traction, and that's when things will take off. So, you know, and when you start a podcast, I mean, there's lots of different ways. There's lots of different ways of structuring a podcast. You can interview people. You can get up on your soapbox and express an opinion. You can just share how-tos and case studies, you can have a co-host, you can have three hosts. You know, there's lots of different ways of of, um, cutting the cloth. You know what? I was sitting back thinking Tim knows a lot about podcasts. I mean, you're the guy that put me onto them. So, like, there's gold there. Well, I even have a little consulting business called getyourownshow.com.au where I help others get their own podcasts. So um, I I love it, mate. I've said it before, say it again, I just find it amazing that a small business owner or a small business, no matter how small, can have their own show and that's that's the world we live in um, and it's only getting it's only getting easier to have your own show. The, the challenge is to ensure you, you produce quality content. So uh, I'm wondering, I'm just wondering how many podcasts you must have influenced because uh, you've influenced me and I've got four. Ezra, who I brought on board for my most recent one as a joint venture, has now got about four. (laughs) 
Uh, we've got people like Jake Hower out there and all sorts of others, and, and they came from small business, big marketing. Mm. It'd be really interesting to get some comments on this. Uh, who you've, and we've got our, you know, our yoga friends, yep. Tim West. Uh, so th- they are all out there and putting out podcasts. Mm. So I wonder if you're putting out a podcast because of Timbo Reed. It'd be really interesting. Uh, to get some kudos or credit tip back to you, you really are an expert yeah, on thanks, this. Thanks, mate. And and I know. I mean, I've had a lot of emails over the. I'm in my fourth year now of small business, big marketing, and um, yeah, there's probably I could probably just and I won't rattle them off, but there's probably another ten that I know have directly been influenced by small business, big marketing, which is great. I mean, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good journey. Love to hear from anyone who has got their own show as a result of. Not from an ego point of view, but just what they're doing. I'd love to hear it, you know. No, I think it's interesting from a, like a trace die effect to know where the idea spreads yeah. and uh, to see how powerful podcasting is that it catches on and other business owners do it. I, I mean, we both think that uh, business owners should be doing it. And the, one of the cores to my own race course training is to be putting out that podcast and the people who pay attention to it and implement it are just getting great dividends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, can I just um, we'll, we'll wrap it up shortly, mate. I'll, I'll share and own the race course story. I had a um, I had a guy on my who's on my mastermind on my deep dive mastermind uh, talking today about how he's gone and had a website built in a um, in someone else's content management system, and he wants to do the most basic of enhancements to this website, like putting a registration box on it, and you know, doing a series of um, auto responding emails and things like that, and he can't do it. Just this, the content management system won't allow for it, and um, just it's a classic example of you know it's it's not a WordPress site. Doesn't mean every website has to be a WordPress site, although it'd be pretty good. You know, it seems to work. It's just, I mean, it just it shouldn't be possible these days to have something that difficult. That's that's That'd like correct. It's like five years ago. At, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's corporate level. That's what I faced in uh, my corporate job. I, I wasn't able to. It, I think they charged what was it, twelve hundred dollars or something stupid to install analytics code yeah, in the wow. footer. I'm wow. like, what? So, in fact, I saw a bill once for about seven or eight thousand dollars for a single landing page that had phone numbers on it and a, a name of a dealer and an address. Mate, like, so, uh, this is this would be a great question. Gosh, we'd, it'd have to keep – you'd have to – there'd be some anonymity. Is that not a word? You'd have to keep yeah, people no, that anonymous. Anonymity. Um, I've heard some amazing stories. And I've been in corporate myself, but someone you and I both know shared a story with me recently of what the company that they work for – careful here to – just keep it very yeah. honest. She? Yeah, it What they're charging for some stuff you and I could either get done for free or for, you know, a few dollars. We're talking tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, extraordinary. Ex- absolutely extortion. Still going on. Wow. Well, Incredible. I mean, that's just that's yeah. just different layers of awareness and different parts of the market. Yeah, it is. And there's there's definitely uh, yeah. retail levels of you know agency retail level of the market that's still paying big bucks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, there is. I just um saw um, I'm I'm rewriting my content marketing presentation at the moment. Um, <laughs> off to Vietnam later this month to um talk to a hundred. Uh, financial advisors and um, all about content marketing and small business marketing. And there's Coca-Cola have put out a two-part video on YouTube. They've gone from a creativity strategy to a content marketing strategy. 
And um, I don't know why they produced it, but it's it's the, this 20-minute video is read by the, you know, senior vice president of marketing Coca-Cola the world. And um, it details their entire marketing strategy going forward, and it's completely based on content marketing. Yeah, I'm not so Pretty amazed, amazing. but I think it's clever. Oh, it's clever, and you know they're they I would argue ahead of the game from the big boys big boys point of view. I've got to say though, it is an incredibly confusing video. They continue to use just <laughs> you know that game bullshit bingo where you know you hear yep. yeah oh yeah yeah oh. all the fancy buzzwords. Oh man, this thing is. Touch base. Yeah, yeah. This is full of of fancy buzzwords. But um, oh, I can't stand that. I saw a clever ad on television the other day. This doesn't relate to anything we're talking about, but it actually relates to big corporates. Yeah, Uh, it was for like a washing powder, and it was the the whole ad was educating you that it's so amazing that people can't help but to tell all their friends and family about it, and then it spreads, and then it spreads. It looked like sort of an Amway ad, but it's about. Teach, it was a washing powder ad that teaches their consumers to spread the word, word of mouth. So it was sort of at least doing something instead of some random yeah, right. shot with music and some arty-farty, black skivvy, wank agency sort of stuff. It was actually an attempt at starting a word of mouth campaign. I thought it was clever. Well, I'd be interested to know what brand that was because I interviewed Mia Friedman about six or seven episodes ago on small business, big marketing, and she introduced – a fantastic concept, and she used washing powder, a washing powder client, um, as an example. The concept was called the emotional entry point, and what she was talking about was where is that emotional entry point when you're trying to find how to get people to talk about your brand, right? So I'll give you an example that she used. The client, dishwashing powder company came to her and said can you do some kind of ads on your site which is called mamma mia it's the biggest mummy blogger site in australia and she'd hate me saying that because it's not a mummy blogger site but you get the idea and they said oh can you talk about how you know our product our brand gets the dishes really clean and sparkling she said no one wants to hear that she said we need to find the emotional entry point around washing powder and they determined that it was about Who's the dishwashing? Who's the dishwasher stacking Nazi in your house? Right? Yeah. And all so all of a sudden, you know, that puts a smile on your face, and you go, "Oh yeah, yeah, I am." Or, "Oh man, I hate stacking the dishwasher." Or, like, I'll, I'll let you into a little personal uh, fetish of mine, James, just to finish off. Oh, but, is it safe? What rating are we? Uh, no, but I'll let you. We can just beat go this on. out. No, yeah, no, but it, I, when I stack the dishwasher, I like to have the forks all in the one kind of little part of the the cutlery cage and the knives and the teaspoons, and so that when it's time to unpack it, you just do the one grab and drop them into the drawer. I know oh, yeah. that's me. This is all about transparency. This show. <laughs> well, I've got a double drawer dishwasher, and I don't even use it. <laughs> <laughs> no dishwashing Nazi in your house. So emotional entry point, that's a good place to finish. Mate, um, I have no idea how you're going to summarise this show and create a headline for the show notes, but good you luck. You know what? Good luck. I'm going to leave it to a very talented ninja to figure yeah, out. Well, Hey, uh, listeners, <laughs> this is Freedom Ocean. That's James Schramko. He makes millions from internet marketing, and I'm Timbo Reid who's got millions of questions. But... A little bit to add along the way as well. You yeah, can, he knows a thing knows or two. A thing or two. You can check us out at freedomocean.com. 
And uh, that was episode 55 right there. Until next week. No, 56. 56, that would be. Absolutely. See you in the surf, mate. See you, buddy. Bye. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. <laughs> 